There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast and Happy Wednesday. It is hump day, very appropriately, because, you know, the woman I'd like to hump <laughs> is sitting right next to me. It's my favorite lesbian, Taylor Strucker. Hey, girl. Hey. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my God, I'm so sorry I'm late. You are late, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Um, listen, I feel like you moved out of the borough like a few no. years ago. In the beginning, like we gave you Grace. We're like, <laughs> she lives in Jersey. But you've lived there now for how many years? It's like three. And every time you leave your house, it's like the first time. No, it's not. <laughs> no, this is, I'm Bridge and Tunnel. No, that is what happens. That's no. fine. That's fine. You, but like, you have to acclimate. Like, get over it. I. It shouldn't take an hour to get here. Listen, we're living in difficult times. You know, I, I cannot. And I just feel like, honestly, I think I speak for all of our friends when I say, like, we're kind of sick of it. Like, you live in Jersey. Like, that's fine. Oh that's. It's literally fine. But like, every time for it to be like an ordeal and like a conversation, I just think like, I, the friends wanted me to say something. Which friends? Pretty much all of them. <laughs> You're like my only friend that lives. I know. State. I like how I'm like all my friends. We literally. Have Brian literally does not live, live here. here. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I heard you know Margot Washtray say something about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And like all of our friends. And like Ben is like nonstop complaining all the time. He's livid. I mean, but Ben is also late everywhere so and that's fine. why I fuck with Ben and that's why I feel like you and I are just kind of connected because when I hang out with you I feel like I'm hanging out with my slow late husband <laughs> I really am sorry you look beautiful thank you so much for being here well I wore your favorite cardigan you have just like a great collection of cardigans which I feel is a great thing to have like, yeah they're maje as I call them ma may maj <laughs> I don't even know how to say it anymore because you're always mispronouncing it ma Mon I can't say manjaro you can't manjaro wait no now you're making me Manjaro. How do I say it? Moonjaro. Moonjaro. I can't, yeah, I really, I don't know how I've existed this long as an adult. Yeah. It's really. Without um, a grasp on the language. <laughs> exactly. Without getting anywhere on time. Right, right, right. She's a troubled woman. You look so fabulous. I feel like, I don't want to spend the whole episode today talking about Ozempic because we really did like a deep dive on your podcast. I know. And everyone should listen to it. But I don't know how we're going to function without talking about Ozempic. Ever since I've had my coming out of the closet party. It's been the best thing ever. I mean, you know, you've really understood what it feels like to come out. Literally. Literally. Welcome I, I, to the LGBTQIA plus community. Putting, by the way, I'm kind of like the O in LGBTQO, like Ozempic. <laughs> or like LGBTF fat. <laughs> it's not a thing. 
not a thing. <laughs> but I do kind of understand the gay experience now, and I'm really sorry for what you went through. That must have been tough. Yeah, it's really hard to keep a secret, isn't it? it, it not I, that it was a secret. Right, no, 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 but I know what you're saying. Like, but it's yes. difficult. You're right. I kind of, I'm a lesbian. You're literally a lesbian. I have to say, no, like, I don't even really know what it's like to be a lesbian. You had a very unique coming out experience. Yes. I mean, I like, I, can you imagine keeping a secret for your whole life? No. My wife, I, like, I kept know. it for like four years. It breaks my heart. And it's, that's small. No, but especially during those really difficult, like, teenage years, yes. high school, people, kids are so mean. So mean. Do you feel, like, grateful that you didn't have to go through that? I really do, and it makes me feel like I need to, like, do better as a member of the queer community. No, you know what? To, like, make up for it. You no, know, you need to just be nicer to your wife. <laughs> I am so nice to my wife. Sure. When was I not nice to my wife? No, you are. You are. I just feel like you could be nicer. <laughs> we could all be nicer. We could all be nicer. That's kind of the message of today's show. Okay, I like that. I will say this. Tay and I, we went to go see James Taylor over the weekend. I saw that you went. At PNC. I know. Ben is obsessed with James Taylor. He actually saw he was like, we should go. But honestly, like, no. Oh my Even God, though, you should have come. I, like, I do. I have seen fire and I've seen rain. Literally, is that not the lyric to every single song, though, that he sings? Yeah, what are other songs that I, he sings? I was trying to go through it, like, <laughs> recapping, and I was like, he sang Fire and Rain. He sang a song that also sounds like Fire and Rain. Oh, but Ben's favorite song of all time is his song. Um, and it goes a little something like... Um, oh, shit. Ben sings it all the time. Like, about a cowboy. Oh, Sweet Baby James. Yes. Yes. Because Ben's parents used to sing Sweet Baby Ben to him, like, when he was a baby. Stop. And he... There is a young cowboy who lives by the range. His horse and his donkey are his, his only, only companion. companion. Those aren't the lyrics. His horse and his saddle. <laughs> Miss me, Miss someone could hear. So good night, you moonlight lady. Rock on my sweet baby, baby Ben. James, do you want me to show off? This is kind of like my show. Remember when I did karaoke and embarrassed myself? I mean, I don't think I've ever done karaoke <laughs> and not embarrassed myself. So which time are you talking about? We were with Brian and New of Hope. Of course. We, you were phenomenal. I did have a pretty good showing at that karaoke um, place, but you were excellent too. You sing Alanis Morissette. Well, no, 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 no. We were excellent together in our duet and that's when I should oh, yeah. have stopped. Yeah. But I was high on my own supply. I know. And you were also really pushy. No, but also like the talent at that place, like the bar was so low like everybody stunk it up it's nice it was one of those places where there's one stage like I think sometimes yes. karaoke in the city especially you get like private rooms which yes. is fun yes but this place had one stage and it was like the whole room was like in the palm of your hand it was very exciting no but like you really thrived I've, I've been reading a lot lately not to brag what yes You've Taylor Jenkins Reed. Wait, I, The Way I Die for Her. Were you the one that told me to read The Seven, Seven Husbands, Husbands of Evelyn yes, Hugo? How could you not tell me you read it? Oh, I'm so sorry. So, Are you in the middle or you finished it? Oh, I am done. And then I finished I finished Daisy Jones. Okay. And now I'm on to Malibu Rising. Rising. That's, not a, that's not her best book. Whatever, it's after fine. This, I, just need, I, need, I need a hit. Okay, you, after this you need to read um, One True Loves. Is that her? Yeah. <gasps> I'm in. I'm such, I'm a junkie for her. Wait, I can't believe like for the last two years I've been trying to get you to read and then you just started reading and didn't even tell me. So we went out to LA, mm -hmm. take out the book at the airport and I was at the like whatever, what's it called? Bookstore. Hudson News. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what did Claudia say? What did Claudia say? And then Tay was like, I've heard that this is a good one. I'm like, I think that feels like the right one. Tay got it and I kept stealing it. And mm -hmm. I like could not put it down. I told you you would love it. It's the greatest book ever written in the history of book writing. It's well, like my top five favorite books. So anyway, but 
she's like Taylor Jenkins Reid is obsessed with like beauty and famous people. Yeah. And every book there's always like, and you just knew when someone had it. And whenever I read that, I think of you. Oh my god! And I think of the night at karaoke specifically because, like, I know that you're a star, but like, you guys at this place, the way that you were, like, you were—it wasn't even just that your voice was good. You were really like owning the stage. You Stop, were doing like, you're crowd work. You were—you did Celine Dion, which is like, who the fuck does Celine Dion? And let's get real—you don't sound like Celine, not in the slightest. But you carried yourself. That like Celine. Literally so nice. Like, I'm going to cry. I was really proud of you. And I okay. loved our duet. You can come back on the toast. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was late. I have you to fucking kiss her butt. <laughs> it's true. Like, I feel like if anybody knows me, the number one way to my heart is through my ass. Like, whenever whenever me and Ben will, like, come home from, like, a dinner party or something, I'd be like, oh, I really liked that girl. He's like, yeah, obviously, like, she only asked you questions about your life and yeah. yourself. And she was, like, up your Complimenting ass. Complimenting you, yeah. Yeah, that's the number one way to be my friend. I'm it's just so toxic munching your butt today and you know what that completely works for me i feel like we have a very um complimentary butt munching relationship like i agree we munch each other's butt it's called being a good friend it's so true we're kind of like the exemplary <laughs> friendship i agree we work we're together ama- we're amazing i think we're kind of like two of the greatest people who've ever existed i fully agree and yes what were you you looked like you were gonna say but but Sometimes you love me so much you push me outside of my comfort zone. Like reading. And that, no, that's what you did that night and New Hope. And I can't even hear the name Alanis Morissette without mm. going like this. Ooh, you know like, that? That's so crazy to me because you literally sounded fabulous. Well, thank you. But I felt like a big loser. And I was trying so hard there was tears streaming down my face. Oh. <laughs> like I wasn't crying because I was like moved. moved. I was crying from like, it was either Panic. crying or pooping. <laughs> you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> with tears um speaking of like amazing excellence we're about to deliver a fabulous episode this is only day two of toast being back i know oh my god how exciting for seriously it really was yesterday was such an exciting day thank you for being here i'm honored we have so much pop culture to catch up on so excited and i just can't wait to get your takes and it's wednesday which means we're gonna do dear toasters and for some reason you are always here for dear toasters i love dear toasters well we've got some really wild ones today so i'm glad that you're here me too and i feel like we should just dive right in because let's do it if we don't we'll just sit here talking about ozempic for the next six hours Hours. I know, and we won't do that to you guys, but seriously, like... But let us know if you want, like, a deep dive episode on Patreon, because we'll do it. I really would. I, I, mean, I can't stop talking about it. I went to dinner last night, and... Exactly. Literally, it came up, because there's nothing else to talk about on the planet besides Ozempic. Somebody else brought it up, not even me. It's very interesting. It is, and I do love to hear, like, people's takes on it, their experience, like, people yep. in their lives experience. And actually, last night, I was just talking to a friend, and she said, like, a bunch of people in her life were on it, and it actually didn't work for them, which I was surprised by. Really? Mm-hmm. You know how people, like, trauma bond? Bond? Yeah, we Ozempic bonded. I mean, it's everything. Like, <laughs> really? I'm obsessed. Like, really, we've always been great friends, mm-hmm. but I really feel like this is the thing that really just like pushes us over the edge. I completely agree. Of sisterhood. <laughs> sisterhood. Shots and sisterhood. Well, in the words of uh, the professor from Legally Blonde, screw sisterhood, because we have the fast five to get dive into. Let's are you ready, Taylor? Do it, baby. Here are the fast five stories that you need to know. Today's episode of The Toast is brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics is a fabulous brand that I actually found, I think, like on Facebook a million years ago, and now I use so many of their products. I have a lot of their beauty products in the studio, at home, the mascara. If you know, you know. I always get asked because I have like the worst lashes. So tons of different products. Their best sellers are the Brilliant Eye Brightener. So if you're looking for like an inner corner highlight or like a little under your brow, it's perfect. It's so easy to use and it's so glowy and stunning. The hydrating lip tints we have at Jackie's studio, we have here because I hate when you have to like sacrifice chap lips for like no 
color. So their hydrating lip tints have really beautiful colors, but they keep your lips moisturized. And when we're talking on the podcast, you know, we're chatty, chatty, chatty. But for me, the piece de resistance from Thrive Cosmetics is their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. It has more than 25,000 five-star reviews for a reason. I have really straight lashes that don't hold, hold a curl. So if I don't use this mascara, I don't look like I'm wearing eyelash. I don't look like I'm wearing mascara and I look like I haven't, you know, woken up yet. So it mimics the look of lash extensions without the damaging glue or salon prices. They use a salon, uh, they use a proprietary tubing formula, which means that it wraps around each lash and you apply it. It'll dramatically lengthen and define your lashes from root to tip. Lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking. And its nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. Thrive Cosmetics is an amazing brand. All of their products are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. They're made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. So that means no parabens, no sulfates, no flatlates, and it's all without compromising the performance of the products. Their products are really that good. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to really see for yourself. And right now you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash toast. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash toast for 20% off your first order. Today's episode is also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You know, if you're an employer who's hiring, the average cost per hire is $4,700. So if you're investing that much money into new each hire, you want to get it right. And to get it right, you got to use ZipRecruiter. It's the most effective way to find the best people. You can see for yourself right now. You can try it for free when you go to ZipRecruiter.com toast. You'll experience the value that ZipRecruiter brings to hiring. So what's so great about ZipRecruiter? Why is it not like others? It's because they let you try before you commit. There's no cost to ZipRecruiter when you're trying it. You can post jobs for free and you can see for yourself how effective ZipRecruiter is at helping you hire. They also help you find more qualified candidates faster. Their technology works quickly to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. They'll also send you a list of available uh, great matches for your job so you can review the top ones. And the best part is that they give you the power to zero in on top talent. So if you have your eye on an excellent candidate, they let you reach out to them. You can easily send candidates you're really interested in a personal invitation to apply. It'll help your job stand out. So ZipRecruiter helps you get hiring right. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to ZipRecruiter.com for free. Um, when you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash toast, you'll be able to try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now the big news of the day. It's an update from yesterday, but... <laughs> You know, a lot of us were in disbelief. A lot of us were in denial. But as of this morning, with the very, you know, yeah. low-budget Instagram story screenshot statement from Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. I know. They're officially uh, calling for a divorce, and they're calling it a united decision in their first statement since the breakup. Not true. So it's officially Jover. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner released a joint statement Wednesday to publicly address their divorce for the first time. After four wonderful years of marriage, we have mutually decided to amicably end our marriage. There are many speculative narratives as to why, but truly, this is a united decision and we sincerely hope that everyone can respect our wishes for, for privacy for us and our children the statement came one day after joe filed for divorce from sophie he did it in a miami court stating uh that their union was irretrievably broken um the Jonas Brother member also claimed in the filing that his and the and Sophie Turner's two daughters have primarily been living with him, but he yeah. is seeking shared parental responsibility after the split. A source close to the Jonas family told Page Six exclusively that divorce was a last resort for Joe. He never wanted to break up his family, but had to take what he felt was the best course of action for his girls. Joe finally reached a point where he felt that he had exhausted all options to salvage the marriage. Now, I have so many thoughts on this, but it's very clear everything in the media has been from Joe's camp, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. The yeah. kids are with him. 
she, the insinuation has been like kind of a like a damaging accusation that she's partying and not present with the kids. Yep. And it's all alleged and it's all coming from his camp. But and so that would make me think that there's actually like very bad blood between them if they're taking well, it to the press. But she's the just, last resort. Right. But she was just at his show. I know. Well, this is the thing, too. It's like, can we even trust Joe? I don't know. Because so all these whispers where there's smoke, there's fire. And then he comes out on stage wearing his wedding ring, which he had been not wearing mm -hmm. previously. Sophie is there, mm -hmm. and then he chooses to sing this love song that he actually wrote about her, yeah. which puts everything to bed. And like, why are you going to do this dog and pony show then if two days later? later yes. No, it's very, this whole thing has been like really messy. I feel like it got out before. I think they were planning on getting divorced and like, having it be handled quietly and then once it all came out like releasing a statement but right. I think like TMZ got a tip or something okay and it threw their whole PR strategy into but a then tizzy. why like put on this like performance I don't know of like we're in love and she's here and my ring's on and I'm singing this song and he posted on Instagram a photo and his ring was like literally front and center like hey well it made me feel like there was an opportunity where maybe she was like begging crying like please 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 get that together please please, please let's do this to save face yeah. but like then what between that action like and the fact that he said it was or his camp or whoever a last resort like so what does that mean like what did happened? she cheat right is she I know they're implying that she has a drinking problem they are they're implying that she's like a party girl who's not you know who's neglecting her parental responsibilities but you know what I feel like She's 27. I mean, by the way, that could be entirely true. It's all alleged. Right. But it's so unfair to judge. Everything thus far has come from Joe's POV. And how's Joe coming out of this? Hardworking. Parent number one. Yes. Taking the girls on tour. Nonstop work. Nonstop parent. It's like, okay, well... We need to hear from Sophie because it's easy for her to be painted in this light. She hasn't said anything. She hasn't. I know. Her team hasn't put out any TMZ exclusives. I just saw a story on page six that said that she was like seen out drinking, guzzling drinks, two guzzling days, drinks, downing drinks at a bar, but two days before the divorce was announced. Like, do you know what I look like when I got a divorce? Oh, you know what? Yeah, speak from your experience. I was a human keg yeah. existing. I was just trying to survive. Like. She's allowed to guzzle drinks. Yeah. And I'm sure she was having like three martinis. Right, right, Which right. for me is just... A Tuesday. A Tuesday. Well... I feel so bad for her. I also like have so many questions about the format of this divorce. Like this is... A, I mean this statement. This is a divorce. It's not, you know, a small thing. It's a big PR. And they literally, yeah. you know, it was an Instagram story that was screenshotted and then posted in feed. It was like the Instagram font. It wasn't... Um, it didn't appear to be particularly thoughtful in terms of its content or its design. No. And that was particularly shocking to me. And like at the top of it, it was like statement from both of us. And it's like, well, a publicist would, you know, sign it, Joe and Sophie Turner, and then they would both post it on their Instagram. It would be clear that it was a joint statement. Right. But to have at the top be like statement from both of us. Like it was just very um, low budget. Yeah. I was surprised because they're two like real A-listers. I know. This was not A-list behavior. This whole thing is very messy, very not A-list. Do you think we're going to find out, like, is this where it ends and we'll hear nothing else? Or do you think we're going to get like the tea? Not to be disgusting. No, but I actually don't think we're going to get the tea because of their kids. And right. they're two celebrities. We've never seen a photo of their kids. They've never even released the name of their second child. Right. So they're uber private when it yeah. comes to their family. And this is family matters. And I actually don't think this will be a, a thing we just wonder about for years to come. That's what I think. I almost feel like the truth would be better for Sophie's like image. Yeah. Because I think that right now what's we're all left to speculate is and it's nasty. And it's just yeah, we're getting a few things. You know, the kids are with Joe. She was at a bar. Like then that leads people to come yeah. to conclusions of their own, which is And not then fair. also the wording of the reason for the divorce was irre what? Ir 
the, like, the marriage I've never heard is, this word before. Yeah, actually, I had a hard time pronouncing it. Irretrievably broken. That sounds like she cheated. If he's the one that filed. I'm just saying. Right, no, the thing is, everything thus far has weirdly been his control. Yeah. He's the one who filed. He's the, It's his POV that's coming out in TMZ and page six. Like, yeah. Hashtag, where is Sophie Turner? And he got like a really scary ass lawyer. Yeah. I'm worried for Sophie. I know. But really? she's rich. Don't worry. Should be okay? Yeah. She's got that Game of Thrones money. I think that's like... Like, is that forever money? I don't know if it's forever money, but she was, you know... A principal character. If you did, you watch the show? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So many people were on the show. Not yes. all of them are as famous as her, and not all of them lasted. Everyone was dying on the show. Very few characters actually made it from episode one to episode, you know, fifty. Very true. And she's one of them. Now, I don't think she. And, and this is something actually Jackie and I feel like spoke about privately. For as famous as that show made a lot of people, there aren't. I would say honestly, the only one who had work bigger than Game of Thrones afterwards is Jason Momoa with Aquaman. Absolutely. None of them really had like crazy blockbuster moments right Amelia Clark she's so famous but and she had like that one movie with you know the guy in the wheelchair but there like she doesn't have like crazy success after the show right I don't know if really any of them do except well, that's for why Momoa. I'm worried about Sophie like yeah I hope she made a fuck ton of money because what has she done since she has had cameos in a few movies and I know she did like a quibby thing everyone was doing quibby at the time Quibby. yeah but I don't know that's a good question yeah, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for her. I, I really, I wish her well. They were one of my real favorite, like, celebrity couples. And they were I a know. celebrity couple I didn't worry about. I know. So for them to have just come out, I actually, when you know when you're reading something, like, sometimes, like, a celebrity dies, like, you're reading it, but you can't process it for, like, 30 seconds. Yes. I was like, wait, no, this can't possibly be. I, uh, I mean, I'm an narcissist, so every time, like, a couple gets divorced, I just think about me and Tay. Of course. But it's like, God, does anybody fucking make it anymore? It's so disheartening. Spoken as a divorcee. Right. But, right. like, you know, I want to believe in forever, but these celebrity couples, they just really, they're, like, very bad PR for the brand of marriage. But I don't think you should put, like, any personal stake in celebrity marriages. Like, celebrity is so toxic there's so many bad influences but why why do you think it is that fame and partying and money it destroys people that's Even true like the happiest person fame can be really really like toxic and negative yeah and it's like an addiction it's it like is. it's like drugs you need to be like a really really grounded person to like survive that level of fame and that level of access to like money and drugs and alcohol like you, it's not built for the faint of heart. I know, but like, you know, it's like my dream to always be a housewife. Of course. So if like, and I always say if the opportunity came, I'd never be strong enough to say no. I, even though I would be fearful that it would ruin everything. That level of fame, I think is manageable. Okay. And that's okay. not like, I'm talking about like hardcore Hollywood. Okay. These two are very Hollywood. They're very. He's in like a huge touring band. They're touring stadiums. She's a part of like this iconic franchise. She's really like an A-lister. Yes. This is next level. So okay. it's possible that that's what happened. It's possible that the fame had nothing to do with it. I don't know. Right. We'll never know. I need to know. It's killing me. I might have to go to the place I never go. Reddit? Reddit. But Reddit knows nothing. They do know nothing. No, and I just want to say, like, I, like, tried, like, I know some people, and, like, I was, like, being a snoop. I'm like, I need to know. Nobody knows what happened. Like, I was being a snoop. They're private people. Nobody knows. I didn't get any information, which was really, like, tough for me. I'm really sorry about that. I know. <laughs> um, okay, our next story is hilarious. So we reported yesterday, Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner are, like, 100% confirmed. Those videos of them at Beyonce, yes. very salacious. Yes. But the internet has found, like, the Tim, okay, let me rephrase that. People have discovered the rabbit hole. No, nope. <clears throat> people have discovered the corner of the internet that is like the Chalamet fan club. Okay. And these people are losing their minds. And it's the funniest thing. Okay. Well, they're all medieval leather shoes. Okay. <laughs> just like their leader. 
Timothy. So the Timothy Chalamet fans are calling Kylie Jenner a stalker <laughs> after the pair is seen kissing. So the internet has gone crazy, of course, after the videos of Timothy Chalamet and uh, Kylie Jenner were spotted kissing at a Beyonce concert. So it came months after speculation that the two had become an item. Okay. But some are seemingly more upset than others about the pair. Namely, um, Club Chalamet. That's what the internet is calling them. this like corner of the internet. Okay. Um, so a woman named Simone, who calls herself a Gen X LA-based superfan account, um, she has called Kylie Jenner a stalker. She says it looks like they're meeting for the first time since she's been stalking his place. What else is he supposed to do? Spit mm. in her face? He was probably there with friends, and Mama Car Jenner waved her staff and commanded this be meeting be filmed. Stop. The literal, the Chalamet fans are depressed. They're supporting one another during this dark time, being like, guys, it's okay, go to sleep. Like, we need to just get some sleep. Maybe when we wake up, it'll all be over. Stop. People being like, I really hope he's wearing a condom. Like, the Chalamet fans are not fucking okay. I didn't even know there was like a Chalamet. He's an actor, not like a K-pop star. I didn't know he had like a Chalamet army. I will say it's very interesting. So a good friend of mine is obsessed with Timothee Chalamet. Timothee. Timothee. And I like, I like he literally is a human equivalent of a medieval leather shoe. Like yeah. it really is crazy. Did you ever see that meme of Kylie and Timothee in the bathtub together? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a picture of like, like fit shapely legs and then like these like little tiny <laughs> what do you, pale bony legs. Do you think he weighs over a hundred pounds? No. No. He's definitely a size double zero in ladies' jeans. Literally. And but like my friends that are obsessed with him, like I'll be like, I don't really get this is pre Kylie. By the way, I don't get it. I'm like, I don't get it. It also feels creepy. Like he looks twelve perpetually. Yep. And the way they get so angry with me and they're like, Have you seen Call Me By Your Name? And I'm like, Yeah. Have you? I have, I and haven't. I'm also a gay. So, right. like, I'm allowed to not like that movie, and guess what? She don't like the movie. It, oh, wow. I never saw it. Also, Army Hammer, like, do we even need to? Right. But, like, it's just, like, I didn't love the story, mm. and I just, like, wasn't here for the Timothee of it all. Okay. But You're we, allowed. But weirdly now. I said the same thing yesterday. I am doing this thing where I am so, like, I'm like, Timothee. Not good for your brand, this Kylie thing. Oh, oh my God. I was going to say, like, I actually understand the hype. People have thought he was so hot. He's like, so many people's celebrity crushes. When I tell you, I never understood it in my life. Yes. Seeing the Kylie video, I'm like, okay, you know what? Homeboy can get it. Like, I I could understand it. I don't yes. agree with it, but I can understand it. And I actually thought, like, they looked really cute and sexy together. I don't like them together. They're mismatched. And it's not that one's better than the other. Well, okay, here's the thing. I mean, Kylie is a star. Kylie mm -hmm. is a billionaire. Yes. Like, Kylie is definitely, like, like, he is taking a major leap up, I feel like. But he just gives me, like... I'm a serious actor. I write poetry. Yeah. Like, they just, like, don't make sense. They don't feel like a match. No. But I feel like everyone freaking out. Like, this is just the classic thing where people just, like, hate the Kardashians for no reason. Yes. And it's like, okay, why? Like, she didn't do anything wrong. She went to a concert with her boyfriend. Like, right. And it's cute. You know what? And, and they are cute. They and they're are. Cute. Like, I'm telling you, I thought, I thought the videos were, like, sexy and cute. Yeah, they're very into each other. I know. Isn't that nice? I actually saw, like, a, someone uh, who's, like, a professional lip reader uh -huh. reading, like, some of their conversation. And, and it sounded like he said, I love you. Oh. They've been together for a minute, right? Well, this rumor started, like, a decently long time ago. And it's yeah. been true ever since. Mm -hmm. That's not a crazy amount of time to tell, tell someone you love them. Not at all. No, they're really into each other. And I don't know. I just think the fact that everybody's like rejecting this like makes me like it. I get that. Like, I, there's nothing wrong with Kylie. She's a nice business girl. You know, she's a smart family-oriented yeah. queen. She just feels like... 
Kim's AI. Do you know what I'm saying? It's actually an amazing call. Thank you. And so I just feel like, what do they talk about? He feels deep. She feels not, I'm not trying to be a bitch, but like not deep. That's the way I'll say it. Okay. But you know what? I feel like that is just like your deep rooted, you know, misogyny. Like why is she not deep? She started a billion Fair. dollar company. Right. We don't really know her. She's never on the show. Right. And I think that's the whole point of her brand is like, she has said this many times, like nobody really knows me. She's actually like very weird and outgoing, but like we see her on the show. She says four words. Right. And you know, we see her on Instagram and it's just like photos of herself. We don't know her. So I think the conclusion that she's not deep is it could be true. Right. But we have no proof of that. Or maybe it's also by design. Not that she's not deep, but we just don't know it's her, her at image. all. image. That she's putting out. She's mysterious. But it is weird that she's like a mom of two and he's like a child. That's the other thing. Yes. Is she, well, oh my God, is she his babysitter? No, right. Literally, <laughs> like he visually, like it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. For the first time ever next to her, he looked like a man. Yes. Oh my God. You know what? That's what it is. He's yes. like having a bar mitzvah. Like he was growing <laughs> up right in front of our eyes. Wait, the movie? You're so not... Did you watch? Claudia, yes. Of course I did. I loved. It was so good. It was so sweet. And I felt like it actually really celebrated the Jewish faith. Yes. So much of like the Jewish experience on Netflix is like, in my opinion, like actually offensive. Yes. I thought this was so sweet. It was so nice to see like the normalization of bat mitzvah culture and it I wasn't offensive. It. Yep. His daughters were amazing. They were so good. They're beautiful girls. I love that his wife was in it. And it was just, a, me and Ben were cackling and it was very on point. Like if you've gone through the bat mitzvah years as a teenager, like- yep. That girl, Sarah Sherman from SNL, who played the female like conservative rabbi. The best. Um, first, but let me tell you, like that person exists. Like, yeah. It was a flawless performance of like a conservative shul female rabbi. Like it was the vest, the yarmulke, the treadmill. Like it was <laughs> perfect. I loved the movie. Um, I'm going to, I'm the worst. Bot is girl, bar is boy. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm going to a bat mitzvah like in a month. I'm so excited. I haven't been to a bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah in years. I know. Who's? Dr. Wider. She's on my show every single day uh -huh. or every, every single day, every single week. And her daughter Piper. That's so sweet. Who I'm obsessed with. Oh, that's so nice. I'm so excited. And you know, like, Mitzvahs are incredibly underrated because as a kid, you know, I used to go to them once a week for like two years and I was 13 and I was like looking forward to, of course, like hanging out with boys and stuff. Yes. But as an adult, like they're fully open bar. Fully. And like, it's just a dance floor and a bar. Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's like a wedding without any of the annoying shit. Without, right, right. Are you going to go to like the, the shul part? I would like to. It's nice to see like a girl become a woman. And also like the singing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love that for you. I know. I'm so excited. Um, well, Timothee and his army of fans, like you're going to be okay. But honestly, it's one of the funniest things I've seen. Like people having like actual, like they're in crisis mode. Yes. They, they can't believe it. I understand why they're having a hard time processing because it doesn't really make sense. But like, we just have to like, let go and let God. Yeah. I you wonder know? if they have these same types of reactions. He's been spotted out with like a few ladies. Remember he was making out in a pool with Isa Gonzalez. I wonder how they handled that. Do they just not want Timothee to date anyone because they're in love with him? Potentially. Or is it Kylie? I think it's a combination of the I two. I think it's a combination of the I two do as too. well. I do. Today's episode is also brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is our go-to for all of our, our organic, grocery, and household essentials, and the convenience of getting it all quickly shipped to our doorstep is a huge time saver. Jackie and I have always been a fan, big fan of grocery delivery, and nobody does it better than Thrive Market. They have the best products. For me, the best part of Thrive Market is discovering new brands and new products that you never would have found if it weren't for Thrive Market. Like, I didn't even know Annie's made these cheese puffs that are so good. Jackie bought them for Harry one time, and now they are a staple in my order. 
So as a Thrive Market member, you're saving money on every single order. On average, we are saving over 30% each time. And on top of those massive savings, Thrive Market has a deals page. It changes daily. You can get cash back on so many brands. They have a price match guarantee. So they're always keeping your pocket in mind, which I really appreciate. Not only do they save us money, they also save us time. The filters on their websites, we love. So if you're looking for like certified gluten-free snacks or non-toxic cleaning essentials, you can sort by using those filters and it's so much faster, so much easier, and you're going to get what you need. With the click of a button, you can trust that all the products are made with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. And when you join Thrive Market, you're helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join and they give. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash the toast for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash the toast thrivemarket.com slash T-H-E-T-O-A-S-T, thrivemarket.com slash The Toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Canva, a favorite brand here at The Toast. We are a content machine. You know, if you scroll down to our Instagram, like from the beginning, you'll see our content used to not be good. You know, we didn't know about Canva back then. And honestly, you could tell. Canva is so great for creating visual content. It's essential part of what we do. You know, social media graphics, videos, things like that. The creative process hasn't always been this easy, but we found Canva for teams and it has been easy to collaborate and design with our team, which makes the whole process so much more fun and creative. So it's a design platform that makes it easy for anyone to create stunning content in any format, from social media posts to videos, presentations, website, the endless templates and premium fonts, photos, graphics, and videos that they offer add personality and edge to our content. With features designed for brand consistency, Canva for Teams makes it easy to maintain your aesthetic and add your logos, fonts, and colors to anything you create. They streamline how we do social media too. You can plan, create, and share social media content directly from all of our channels in one place. And the best part is they let you schedule social media posts ahead of time. So if you work in social or you have like a side hustle, it's so easy to schedule and create content on Canva for Teams. Um, and also if you create a lot of presentations, those can be like really hard for no reason. And, you know, you create a deck. Canva's so easy. You'll have like a stunning looking deck. It looks like you paid someone a lot of money. But it's just Canva for teams, you know? Collaborate with Canva for teams. Right now you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you go to canva.me slash toast. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash toast for a free 45-day extended trial. Canva.me slash toast. All right, our next story um, is another update. Drew Barrymore Gate, she has this stalker, that video that went viral a few weeks ago. We actually talked about it on your podcast, Chad Michael Busto, her stalker. Yeah, by the way, I got that name wrong. Yeah, it's You Chad- were so right and I was so wrong. Because I remember reading it and being like, Chad Michael Murray? Right. But it's Chad Michael Busto. Busto. He stormed the Bastille at the 92nd Street Y, scaring the hell out of everyone. And now he has a warrant out for his arrest because he failed to show up to get his GPS monitor fitted. So a warrant has been issued for the arrest of Chad Michael Busto, the man accused of stalking Drew Barrymore after he didn't appear to get his GPS monitor affixed to his person. So in Southampton, a judge issued a bench warrant for him after he didn't show up um, for the GPS monitor fitting. So the GPS was a conditional after Busto was taken into custody in late August after he showed up at Drew Barrymore's home. Oh, it home. was because of that. It was because it was actually because he showed up at her home in Long Island without invitation days after no. the 92nd Street Y speaking engagement gig. Oh my God, I missed that. So he was taken into custody after officials said that he was ski- seen scouring her Hamptons neighborhood looking for the $6 million home that she lives in. Barrymore was not at the residence, thank God, at the time that he was apprehended there. On August 21st, two days before he was arrested, he had the 92nd Street Y thing. So it was 92nd Street Y, two days later, arrested in Southampton for looking, you know, being at her home. And then he was supposed to show up and get like a GPS monitor 
affixed to his like ankle or his wrist right and he didn't show up and so now there's a warrant out for his arrest like, and he's like he's just like we don't know he's in the in the wind scary it's actually really scary for um Drew, uh, Drew Barrymore I feel like we see a lot of celebrity yeah stalkers but like they always get what's coming to them like they get arrested they get the restraining order they get you know the warrants but for him to be like totally missing that's freaky as fuck I hope Drew Barrymore is like literally locked in a padded cell like, yes a very luxurious one. Yes. Where she just can't be touched. That's so She must scary. have non-stop security right now. No, and this guy was like posting on social media and he's really unwell and he just very. like looks crazy. He has like a big bruise on his forehead. Like he's... Where you get that bruise on his forehead? I don't know. <laughs> he's deeply unwell. He's deeply unwell. Like this is so scary. This is like, I feel like every celebrity's worst nightmare. Yeah. When Good this person God. can't even be apprehended. Oh, God, I'm worried for Drew. And his name being Chad Michael Busto just takes this whole situation to another level. It's he was so, so, he was so familiar. It was so unnerving. Yeah. Like, Drew, so much to the point that she was like, I think she really thought, thought it was somebody maybe, she knew. Is it like a number one fan or something? Exactly. No, it's a, like, and I think this is, you know, a part of like, toxic fan culture but obsession is a mental illness absolutely and this is really like an extreme example of that where do you think he do you think he's still in the hamptons no do you think we should do like a manhunt for him oh my god let's all put together a search party to protect drew i mean we live in like the age of we all have like i mean how security. do you not find someone how can we not find chad CCTV. michael busto yes no like literally where in the world is chad michael busto <laughs> where is he where could he be I wonder. I feel like a person like this. Who's He's probably around Swamp getting chicken salad. Or like the $45 chicken fingers. <laughs> wow, you just made me so hungry. It's the best. Round Swamp is so good. I actually only went there for the first time recently. Did you end up going out to the Hamptons, by the way? When? Remember, we were talking about going to Montauk? I didn't. You didn't? Okay, no. Do. I was going to have FOMO. But the last time I was in the Hamptons, I did go to Round Swamp, which has gone like viral on TikTok. Yes. It's like this shack. There's a few of them in the Hamptons. Yeah. It literally looks like like a cottage. Yeah. And you go inside and it's just filled with like the most delicious pre-prepared foods, veggies, oh. desserts. Oh my God, I had this crumb cake muffin. Wow, I'm starving right now. Yep. Because it's day seven of my Ozempic. I took it this morning. Oh, and I so, took it yesterday. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of like worn off. You know, Wednesday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are like days where I have to really fight my natural instinct to be a beast. Yes. And then come Thursday, Friday, I'm like literally a model. Like <laughs> Victoria's Secret, where are you? <laughs> Oh, and a little fun fact I learned, because now that I've been, like, talking so much about Ozempic, my phone definitely knows I'm on Ozempic, and I've landed on, like, Monjaro Talk. No way. And I get a bunch of good tips and tricks from the girlies whose lives have been changed. Like, I meet girls who have been on it for two, three years, and they've maintained their weight. And <gasps> What do they say? What are the tips and tricks? So if you feel like you've kind of, for me, I've always injected in my stomach, because they say you have to just inject it in a concentrated area of fat, and for me, that's always been my stomach. Yep. Um... But someone was like, and these are just girls who speak from their own experience. They're not doctors or anything. Of course. They were like, you know, if you've uh, experienced like a little bit of a stall, try changing it up and your arm can be very effective. So I'm now my second week doing arm. and I, I lost two pounds this week. Like No shit. Yeah, changing it up can ha change, I think, the efficacy according to just some people's experience. I do my stomach. I do my booty. You do, oh, your booty? I've never done well, booty. Well, Tay does my booty. I can't do my yeah, own booty. Yeah, yeah. That would be insane. Yeah, that's What am I, double jointed? I've never tried booty. Maybe I'll try that next week. Booty's fabulous. Yeah. yeah I, you, I always did cushy. leg, then stomach. I've and never done leg. Mm. I'm scared of that Fermal artery or whatever is oh, there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, keep me updated. I will keep you updated. Now let's start going from Chad Michael Busto to Ozempic. That's okay. the thing. Ozempic is like this universal topic. <laughs> and also, we, everyone's like, you're not on Ozempic. I am on a trizepatide if we want to get technical. Right. I actually am on Ozempic. Yeah. But I was, I was on semaglutide for the better part of a year. Right. All right, this next story is something I've been dying to talk about. I'm sure everyone by now has seen that incredibly bizarre 
unnerving, quite frightening video of Taylor Armstrong <gasps> caught by the paparazzi outside yes. of Craig's LA. Well, she is now laughing off the viral moment. She went on Watch Trappin's Live last night. And um, she joked that she's in disguise to avoid people recognizing her from her oddly boisterous paparazzi video that went viral last month. So Andy asked her on Watch Trappin's Live whether she had been, you know, a smidge overserved, perhaps, at uh -huh. Craig's in West Hollywood. She said, what are you talking about, Andy? <laughs> you know, I cut my hair so they wouldn't recognize me when I leave Craig's. Apparently, two olives and a martini is not dinner. The Bravo Liberty <laughs> made headlines after putting on an extremely bizarre show for the cameras outside the celebrity hotspot on August 23rd. If you haven't seen the video, like, please go watch it. She's literally not speaking English. She's slurring. There's two paparazzis, and, like, one of them there doesn't know who she is. So she's, like, fighting with him. Like, I'm wearing orange. You don't know where I'm from? I'm hot. Like, it's literal <laughs> theater. It's a work of art. Uh-huh. She's so twisted. I actually don't know if I've really ever been that drunk in my life. Like, it's <laughs> insane. It was, honestly, it was a thing of beauty. So... If I were a housewife and I went to Craig's and I had my two martinis and I came outside and paparazzi didn't know me, that is exactly how I'd behave. Yeah, I'm too She's my spirit animal. Yeah. No, no, no. I know better, but I can't help myself. We've got a reunion. We're hot. We were in LA for Saucy's baby shower. Oh, yeah. Paparazzi was there. When we walked in, they were like, Stassi, you look beautiful. And I'm really sick of Daily Mail. like Ignoring you. No, literally cutting me out of pictures. Tell them, talk straight to camera. Tell them They're ignoring me. And then there's like, they go out of their way to like, chop my face in half. Like, at her wedding. I'm the officiant. They chop my face in half. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. Like, who do I know that hates me that works for the Daily Mail? Who did you bully in middle school who now is like the editor at Daily Mail? Somebody. Yeah. So anyway, um... The paparazzi guy said, Stassi, you look gorgeous. And I went like this. I'm Taylor Strecker. You did? <laughs> what did he say? He laughed. Oh, okay. <laughs> and like, I'm so deranged and thirsty. You You're Taylor Armstrong in the making. <laughs> but I mean, literally, Desperate. Taylor Strecker Armstrong. You got it, queen. Oh my God, I was obsessed so she's a role model. with this video. Like, she's a role model. I, I, she's a role model. I, I also love that she's just like laughing it off and like not taking herself too seriously. I think yes. she's like really just happy to be back in like the Bravo universe and in the limelight. Yeah. And she's having fun. But this video. It was like, the best. It actually changed my life. It made me like her because I've like really disliked her forever. It, act, it, it kind of humanized her. Like yeah. we've all just been drunk. She's a silly drunk girly. She's silly. She and her herself husband in. liked it, which I love. I agree. I'm not watching this new season, so I don't know much about their marriage, but Based on that you don't video, really get to see anything about the marriage. I feel like they actually have a good marriage. They've been married for a really long time. I yeah. feel like she went through a really dark period, found him, yeah. and then like lived a quiet life, and now she's ready to come back. Like she's yes. healed. Yes. Um, and he just stood there, even though she was acting like a nut, and he just supported her. And you know what? I agree. Like it actually really made me like him. Yep. He laughed. He wasn't like, because it'd be so easy to be like, honey, let's go, let's go. go and get mad. Yeah. But like he just <laughs> Let he her be the with drunk freak that she was being. And she didn't say anything bad or embarrassing. No! She was just being silly, goofy Taylor. <laughs> I love her. I love her too. Our fifth and final story is a story I also am obsessed with. It's another Housewives adjacent story, but it has nothing to do with like actual Housewives. Taylor, Taylor, Teresa Judice oh God. is being slammed for taking a photo at Starbucks in Switzerland while on a trip with her husband, Luis. So Teresa indulged in a little piece of America while traveling abroad. She shared a photo on Instagram on Monday that showed that she ordered a strawberry acai refresher at Starbucks on her and her husband's trip to Switzerland. In a slideshow from the getaway, a city known for its medieval architecture, she yeah. posted a snap in front of Starbucks. Ugh. And the comments were having a field day. Imagine going all the way to Switzerland and hitting the Starbucks. How about when you're in another country, you just eat their food, drink their drinks, live like they do, and immerse yourself in their culture? Get Starbucks when you're home. 
However, a third user who did not see what was wrong with the photo rhetorically asked, is Switzerland famous for its coffee? It's not, if not, it's not okay to go to an internationally recognized place for coffee, question mark. Mm -hmm. So let me just say that this is the most Teresa thing ever. Like one thing about Teresa is that she's never pretended to be someone she's not. Like she's right. a tacky bitch. Yes. Like she is a Jersey queen. Did you see her hair at her wedding? Are you really surprised she went to Starbucks in Switzerland? And I hate these people Ugh. who are so like hoity-toity, like assholes about traveling like I would just rather have like the Swiss like, just shut up like Brian our best friend who is literally a traveling guru yes I would think I think he would say there's nothing wrong with going to Starbucks I'm sure he's gone to Starbucks in a country that's even famous for coffee like we like what we like right and it's what's wrong with it we at McDonald's in Lisbon we, every, every night. single night <laughs> so true but that's more so and I'll, I'll late night no well that we were drunk but also like just personally like Portuguese food was not for me yes because I'm a very particular eater even yes. though I meant to tell you I tried caviar last night <gasps> and I actually liked it oh my god but I had tried caviar so I went I actually tried caviar at the mark like a month ago. Okay. It was for my birthday. We had I had a family dinner and caviar was on the table. I'm like, you know what? Let me try it. Yep. And I literally thought it was disgusting. It was really like salt watery. Is that what it tastes like? I mean, yes. It also depends like on which kind you're getting so for then, sure. So then last night I went to the mark again, but I went to Caviar Caspia at the mark, which is like a caviar restaurant. Okay. And um, one of the appetizers was like a caviar pizza. So it was like a pizza, but it was made of like, it was kind of like a potato latka. Yep. Like really thin, crispy potato and just little dollops of caviar. And I don't know if there was like a lot of butter on the potato, but I felt like I was eating just butter. Oof. Is that what caviar tastes no, like? No, no, it is. It's like like when it's the good good, it's like smooth butter. Not that you would know for my birthday party because you were so busy shoveling it onto Margot and Ben's plate yeah. with a metal spoon. Yeah, I did. Listen, I'm like <laughs> Teresa. I'm like disgusting and tacky and American. Like, And I'm proud of that. I hate when people look down on like, yes. oh, Americans. Like, fuck you, bitch. We're the greatest country on earth. Eat my ass, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, who do you think invented Starbucks that's in all your little fucking countries? We did, bitch. An American, Howard Schultz. I was going to say, with Teresa, it's like you can't take the girl. I mean, you can take her out of Jersey, but you, you can't, can't take, take Jersey, Jersey out of the girl. girl. That's perfect. But with Teresa, I have to say, I love to drag her, but I am so on her side with this. First of all, in Europe, in case you've been to Europe, you might not know this, but they do not have iced coffee anywhere. It's true. It's the weirdest thing. So, like, thank God for a Starbucks. Oh, my God. You know what you just made me crave? Wow. I'm, like, really hungry this morning. I know. You know what you just made me crave? Iced coffee in Israel is very different. Really? Have you ever had it? Never. So it's basically all the makings of like iced coffee, you know, coffee, cream, sugar, whatever, uh -huh. but they blend it. So it, <gasps> like literally, it, look, it looks like a milkshake. Ooh. And they serve it everywhere, like bodegas, like hot dog carts on the street. Like they serve it everywhere and everywhere. Like the dirtier and cheaper, the better. It, and I'm sure it has like a thousand calories. It doesn't matter. It's the best Let's thing. Let's fly on the to Israel right now. Wow, I've actually never wanted something more than I want that right now. <laughs> Go get a coffee. Yum. Yep. Um, so one thing I actually never have Teresa side, but I fully have her back in this. Like me too. Leave Teresa alone. The taking of the picture was dumb. Okay, yeah. I mean I wouldn't put oh it on my my Instagram. Louis, look. Oh my god. That's good. <laughs> Thanks. I've been practicing. That's really good. Did you learn that from Andrea Lopez? I did learn from Andrea she Lopez. Really good. She's so good. Oh my god. That was really good. Thanks, girl. I agree. I probably wouldn't have put it on my Instagram. Yeah. But the thing is, I'm not Teresa Judice, so Right. I have to live with that. Like, why? Why did they want to? Did you oh, Did you see those pictures? Um, it was like, <laughs> it went viral. A couple for their wedding. Olive Garden? Olive Garden. Taylor, that literally went viral probably four years ago. <laughs> it did not. No, actually four years four ago. Four weeks ago. No. Okay, ready? Like, I let me tell you, because I saw that people were talking about this Olive Garden uh, thing again. I'm like, this was literally four years ago. That's so on brand.
brand for me. Olive Garden engagement shoot. People, this couple took a fit, uh, their engagement photos outside of an Olive Garden, and people thought that it was Italy. So this article, which is hilarious, but I just thought it recently happened. This is from 2022. That's a year ago. Oh, you want to know why they're getting married next month? Okay, okay. So maybe that's why everyone's talking about it again. Thank but it was God. a year ago. You know, you know, I'm trying with TikTok and everything. I know, and it says I'm TikTok's granny because, like, hello, am I your granny? Yeah. But taste that it's confusing because I look so young. Well, she's your wife. <laughs> You're such a fucking bitch. No, I'm kidding. You literally look 12. You're like Timothee. Oh, my God. Thank you. You should date Timothee. I should date Timothee. Age-appropriate relationship. <laughs> well, those were the fast five, but thankfully, we are not done yet because today's Wednesday and we do our weekly advice segment called Dear Toasters on Wednesdays. Dear Toasters is brought to you by Caraway. Caraway cookware is non-toxic and chemical-free, so you can fill your summer with your favorite recipes without worry. So they make cookware with the convenience of non-stick, so that means without the concerns of toxic forever chemicals seeping into your ingredients. You're getting the best of both worlds. So of course, you know, what do we know about Caraway? Stunning. You know, if we're, we're putting it in our kitchen, it's going to be gorgeous and we could take cute photos of it, and that's really one of the best things about it. But also, the benefits of the non-toxic are huge um, and non-stick, so I feel like some Sometimes if you, you know, you're getting nonstick cookware, you have to compromise with some, you know, not so great ingredients in there, but Caraway has it all. Their internet famous kitchenware is a staple for any home. It comes a variety of modern shades to fit with any design aesthetic. So their nonstick chemical-free ceramic coating makes for easy cooking and cleanup. Their non-toxic kitchenware means that food can be prepared with the peace of mind, knowing that no hard-to-pronounce chemicals are going to be leaching into your healthy ingredients. All of their sets come equipped with complimentary easy access storage solutions to keep the kitchen tidy. For me, that's the best part. I don't have a big kitchen. You know, I've got a ton of drawers and cabinets for all these big pots and pans. But the way Caraway has like seamlessly designed all of their products, the lids are perfect. They store perfectly in my, I have like one big drawer of pots. It works so well and it's really worth the hype in my opinion. So visit carawayhome.com toast10 to get 10% off your next purchase. That's 10% off at carawayhome.com toast10 or you can just use code toast10 at checkout. That's T-O-A-S-T-1-0. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. So if you want to write in, uh, you can always write into your girls. It's totally anonymous. You can either email us, deartoasters at gmail.com, or head over to our website, thetoastpodcast.com, and there's a little submission box there. You can write in, you know, your hopes, dreams, and wishes to get <laughs> advice from your girlies. Today's is very interesting. I'm actually very excited about the first one, okay? Okay. Hey, guys. I won the lottery a little less than a year ago. Not the recent billion-dollar jackpot, but it was still a multi-million-dollar jackpot. What? So it's exciting, and I'm very grateful. I've tried really hard to keep this secret just to protect myself, especially in my dating life. Thankfully, my state allows winners to stay anonymous. My immediate family knows, so it's not like I'm lying to, uh, um, it's not like I'm dying to tell anyone else. Okay. I'm not a showy person, so just people don't know. I started dating a guy a few months ago and things are getting serious. I've been struggling with whether I should tell him my big secret. Oh my We've opened up to each other about other things, so I feel a little bad holding this back. On the one hand, winning the lottery is a really big deal in my life and I want to share all the significant things in my life with my boyfriend. I worry that relationships can't last or get to the next level if either person is keeping secrets from their partner. I also don't want him to find out too late and then be upset that I didn't trust him enough and tell him sooner. But I also want to be responsible and protect myself. Do you think I should just tell him now? If not, at what point in a relationship would be a good time to say something? I'm torn, so I'm very curious what you girls think. Thanks for the advice. First of all, I can't believe I, all I do is talk about the lottery. I can't believe somebody who listens to my show won the lottery. Like, obsessed. Ugh, I'm so jealous. I'm so happy for you. Like, for real. Like, I'm that's major. just jealous. That's a dream. That's a dream. It's literally the American dream. But 
But like fame, as we said earlier, there is a curse that comes along with this. And I just want to say you sound really smart. And yes. like the fact that you chose to stay anonymous and that you don't tell people, like I think is 100% the right thing to do. Like keep doing that. I need to know how much money you have. She said multi-million. So I want to say. Let's guess. I'm going to say between five and ten. I like to count people's money. Me too. It's my, my, it's my favorite, favorite thing in the world. Um, okay. 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 So let's say ten. Okay. Easy math. That's so, life-changing money. Life-changing money. You can live off, I'm assuming, investments and dividends for like for ever. a while. But like at a, at like a, nor, a normal-ish-er level, right? Yeah, it depends what kind of life you're leading. It sounds like no, she didn't change anything in her life. She just kept the money in, which is really smart. You know, people who win, you know, a couple million dollars then buy houses and boats and in a year's time, they're broke. Right. How so it sounds have, like you're being so responsible. Like, I feel like I'm so proud of you. I'm keep, impressed. Keep, honestly, like, keep your life small. You know, you yes. don't have to ever worry about paying rent, but like, don't buy the biggest house in the yard. Like, just be smart. And I feel like that's what you're doing, and I'm really proud of you. And honestly, I really feel like keeping it from someone is the smart thing to do. You said you've been together for a few months. That makes me think like three to five months. I feel like, okay, I'm trying to think about like major things that like have happened like in my life or like I'm thinking about like my parents and like when you decide to tell people that you love in your life about those said things, you know, it's a part of your like story. This happens to be a good thing. Usually it's like something sad or like something major. Um, Honestly, like money really does change people. Like I'm sorry, I would wait. I think you should continue to wait as well. Yeah. I think there will it's be not a like moment. you're lying. You're not lying. It's a lie by omission, but it's not a lie. I think that um, you should wait. And I do think there will be a moment where you feel like completely comfortable and accepted by this person. And I think it's better to have waited too long than to have told too early. I agree with that. So... And I'm also, gonna be cautious here. You could tell a lot by his reaction when you do tell him, which is a great litmus test. Yeah. And also, though, I'm wondering if you guys split things or if he pays for everything. Because, like, as a heteronormative woman, I'm I was all about like a guy Same. paying for fucking Same. everything. Regardless of situation. Now, of course, I'm with a woman and I'm like the breadwinner, so whatever, whatever. But like, I just feel like if he is like shelling out fucking Mac Daddy money yeah. and you're sitting there like on a pile of gold, that might piss him off. But I also don't want you on do like chivalry. Yeah, no, don't say anything, like for real. And get yourself a prenup. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but if you do get engaged, like, girl, protect your lottery wins. Like, you have to. That's not even a question. Do not do not be stupid. And you can also do something in a prenup where it's like, everything that you had before the marriage is yours. After, we're good. After, it's, and, and if you choose to commingle, right. that's the word, then like it becomes like joint property. But I definitely would wait. Wait. I, I think you wait until, I wonder, how about this? Have you said I love you yet? I'm sure that they have. I don't think she would be considering if she haven't. Wait a year. Yeah, honestly, like, I don't think being together with someone for a year before sharing that kind of information is that crazy. I agree. Better to wait too long than to, you know, pre prematurely ejaculate. I'm trying to think when I've, like, told Tay about, like, money stuff in our relationship. Took a really long time. Money is I don't have funny. millions. I want everyone to know yeah. that. No, but money's funny. Money's really, really bad, yeah. actually. Wait, that's my advice. And see how your life is without him knowing it's there. Right. Because that's when you're really going to tell the person that you're with. All right. Are you ready for our next one? Yes. 
Hey, Jackson Turd, I need some advice, specifically from Claudia, because I too have a husband who doesn't support women in, reading, in writing. I'm dead. I do have a problem. I used to love reading as a teenager, but I fell out of it because life got in the way. During COVID, I started reading again, and I prefer smut books. Do you know what smut is? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Um, my husband says that I'm basically reading porn, and he is uncomfortable with it. He believes that I'm thinking of other men, picturing myself as the female characters. Girl. How do I explain for him that this is truly just a hobby for me? I'm a stay-at-home mom of four. It's the only thing that I do for me. He feels as though it's a form of cheating how do I convince him that it's really innocent make him read a book that's a lot girl no like honestly I and I feel like this I when I, I read a profile of Colleen Hoover in the New York Times because she really got like romance novels back in popular culture and like accepted as literature not as like this dumb hobby for women uh-huh. um and I'm really like annoyed I get like annoyed when people like discount romance novels like first of all it, it's the same someone reads Twilight to like escape into fantastical yes. realism magical realism like Reading romance novels is valid, first of all. Second of all, I think if your husband read one, he might understand, like, they're really good. Also, and I can't believe I'm saying this, the consummate prude, but, like, also, like, does my wife watch porn? I honestly don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, if I had to, like, bet, I'd say probably. probably. And, like, does she masturbate and I'm not involved? Yes, like, you're allowed, like, even if it is porn, yeah. which it's not, but even if it it's were. It's not, and it's certainly not a form of cheating what a nerd it's definitely not a form of cheating I don't know I just feel like he like he is so dead ass wrong it's beyond he's so dead ass wrong and honestly like you being a stay-at-home mom of four like it's probably like I can't imagine a harder job like in my in the entire world I don't yeah. think anything is harder than that yep and if you have found something that makes you happy like please do not stop Honestly, I do. I actually feel like this is a hill worth dying on. Like, it's important to you, and it should be important to him. And he's being really dumb and small-minded. And this is such a classic man thing to think. Such like, a man thing. You're so dumb. Like, you don't even know like the joy that reading brings. And I also want to know. Speaking of porn, does he watch porn? Right. Now we're gonna go there. Now we are gonna go there. And now we've said it. <laughs> so let's investigate every little thing you do. You read. You look. You watch. Right. You're so perfect. High right. and pious on this mountain of yeah. shaming me. And actually, I would argue that smut books like really um awaken the like it can really inspire women in their yes. relationships it gives yes. you ideas it gets you you know lubed up yes I honestly I feel like it's beneficial for marriages that maybe have had like you know a sexual rut yes I I'm a big believer in the power of smut and don't let your husband tell you otherwise he's a dumb ogre <laughs> Okay, ready for our third and final one? Yes, please. Hey, girly swirlies. I recently decided I want to get work on my chin and jaw done. Okay. I gathered the information. I presented it all to my husband, who's a very loving, generous, precious gem of a man. Oh. His response, definitely worth spending that money to look prettier. He meant it in the nicest way, but his response really should have been something like, you're the most gorgeous woman just the way you are, but of course, do whatever you want to make you happy. I need you to say it again to me, what he said. Definitely worth spending that money to look prettier. Is he being sarcastic? I don't think so. Okay. She said like he meant it. He thought he was saying something nice. Now oh, part he's like, of, I'm supportive. Right. He was trying. Like Now part of me doesn't want to do it because of his response. Although I know that's silly since I really want to have it done. Right. Would love some perspective. Well, as somebody who's got her chin and jawline done, yes. let me tell you, it was hands down the best thing I ever did. It was a lot of money for me. And I was like, you know what? I don't care. Like, and I have not once regretted getting yep. it, not once regretted spending the money. Honestly, I couldn't have spent the money on anything better. So from the POV, who's, from someone whose chin and jaw really bothered them, just know you will be happy on the other end. Just know that. But now with the husband. Yeah. If his intentions were in the right place, like I don't think you can be mad or like really take what he said into consideration. 
So here's the thing. Not doing it because of his response. His response was ass, by the way. Yeah, but he didn't mean it. He, he short-circuited. He yes. got confused. Men are so... That's like kind of the me, the message of today's Dear yeah. Toaster. like, men are so mentally unwell dumb. and okay. dumb. They're not yeah. okay. So, so, and we honestly, we have to like... Take care of them like the little babies that they are. Like Timothy. Like Timothy. Like, it was honestly nice of you to run it by him, like that you're going to get it done, but you didn't need his permission and like you should 100% still do it. Yeah, he short-circuited. So uh, here's the thing. Not getting it done is like the epitome of cutting your nose off to spite your face. Literally. Or, you're, or your keeping your chin, off. chin yeah. not cutting it off. Yeah. Like you're just going to punish yourself in the long run. You wanted this before him. It's not like he looked at you and said, hey, chinless, go get a chin. Yeah, hey, your chin looks bad. <laughs> is there anything we can do about that chin? <laughs> Hey, Jay Leno. <laughs> hey, Jay Leno. So you should definitely do it. But I also have a partner who's very, like, I really want to get stuff done with my teeth. I definitely, like, anticipate, like, a facelift at some point mm-hmm, in life. Me too. And Taylor is, like, insane about it. She's, Against like, she's like a guy. Been too. And it's so annoying. But let me tell you how I used to be, like, I'm going to get Botox and lip filler, and now I just go. And he literally doesn't even notice. Exactly. So it's better to ask for forgiveness and permission. So even though he said something stupid, at least he's supportive. Yeah, yeah. you could have a partner like ours that says no. Yeah, or like a partner, you know, money also is a factor in this for a lot of women in True. like hetero relationships. If they're stay-at-home moms. True. And their husband, they're like, well, no, you can't put that on the credit card. Yeah. It's literally financial abuse. Like, I had a friend yielding. that got a boob job and it was like a, it was a thing. Right. Exactly. But so, now he loves them. Right. I mean, boobs, I'm surprised any man would fight. I know. I'm literally... Well, he loved her as she was. And she was like, I look like Kevin McAllister. No, like, my that's shirt sweet. Off. That's sweet. Right? But stop. That's the thing, though. I think the intention of the The partner, right answer is always, what are you talking about? I don't even see that. It looks perfect. But do whatever you want. Exactly. You're perfect as is, but whatever you want, I support. Yeah. That's my life won't that. fully begin until the day comes where I get my boobs done. You know, I'll, let's let's do a BOGO. I'll go in with you. Okay, I'm doing a re- reduction and a lift. When? When I'm done breastfeeding my children. Oh my God. Who don't exist yet. <laughs> okay. And I'm like holding off my life for these kids who I don't even know. Isn't it so annoying? It's disgusting. My kids are already stealing my money from me. Yeah. I wanted to go on a romantic tri- trip with my wife and she was like, no, we, we have to save for the kid. Ugh. You, re- you want me to love this thing? You're, you've already started the financial journey to childhood, correct? Yeah, and we're starting to move like my office in our apartment up to the shipping container. Like that's like getting the nursery kind of primed. Yeah, no, you're definitely like a year. What would you say? Like, I would like to hold out until you're ready to go. I know, that'd be so great if we Because talk together. about trauma bonding. I know. Bitch, you're not even the one who has to get pregnant. I can't even talk to you about this. <laughs> you don't even know how good you have it. Your wife wants to do everything and is like more than happy to let you just lay and drink wine. I could just like not have a child ever. No, you're gonna be an amazing mom. Oh my god, thank you. You're actually extremely nurturing and maternal, and I'm. I actually love this journey for you, for real. For real. For real. Like I have. I know you like doubt your abilities a lot. That's just because like you're like fishing for compliments. You. It's not true. I'm just really worried about money. I know. I'm money obsessed, and I still will never get over the fact that somebody that listens to the toast won the lottery. I'm so jealous of you. I know. Can you send me money? Okay, here's the thing, Taylor. <laughs> There's never, you, even people who have a lot of money don't have enough money for kids. Like, it's all relative. I and know. you make it work. You just do. I just sometimes wish, like, I had a talk with husband, and I was like, hey, I'm a lesbian, but you're a nice guy. Yeah. How about we stay married? I can have his girlfriend on the side. Yeah. And we can have, like, this weird throuple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Uh-uh. 
I feel like we helped a lot of people today. Yeah. And I love seeing you. Thank I you so much, seriously, you for being so here. so much. I love being here. I love the toasters. I love the com- community. If you liked what you heard here today, Taylor does her own daily show. I do. An hour a day. It's at uh, Patreon. It's a very good price for a daily show. $6.95. Thank you. Uh, Taylor, Patreon.com slash The Taylor Strecker Show. You got it. And follow you on Instagram, Taylor Strecker. Taylor Strecker. And please listen to Taste of Taylor. It's free. Free podcast she does every week. I've been on it a bunch of times. Brian's on it. Ben's on it. Every- yep. Margo's on it. Everyone's on it. You're supporting my whole family. Literally. We love it. It's called Taste of Taylor. You can get it anywhere you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast of the Monday Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories you need to know everybody the Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places where you visit a podcast. Find us the Toast of the Five Star. Be better, beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing hump day. We'll see you tomorrow. We are in studio with a special guest host who's never been on the show. It is Fibula. Well, his name's Connor, but everyone calls him Fibula. We'll see you then. Love ya. Bye.